Good morning and welcome everyone to Celebration Church. Let's all stand and let's recite the Apostles' Creed. This is what we believe in here at Celebration Church. Together, let's all say this. We believe in God, the Father Almighty, the Creator of heaven and earth. We believe in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who for us and our salvation was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead, and on the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the fellowship of believers, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting Amen. You may be seated. Good morning, Celebration Church, once again, and good morning to our campuses at Stevens Point and Appleton, and anyone else that may be watching online. Uh, it's a different kind of face up here this morning, right? Uh, a little darker and stuff. Uh, <laughs> uh, my name is Betts Castro. I'm the pastor uh, for Celebration Latino. Like Pastor Bob said, we meet down at the far end of the, at the stage at 1030 every Sunday morning. It's all in Spanish. I do the preaching, uh, but it is one sermon. It is one message that is preached to the entire church. I preach uh, Pastor Mark's sermon down there, and I'm glad that we're mixed up together today. My Latino people are here, all right? And uh, like I said, the first sermon, the first time, it's a little different. It's a, it's a little brighter in here, you know. I'm a little darker, if you know what I mean. Uh, but, uh, but it's okay. It's all love, you know. Uh, we are the body of Christ. We are one church, correct? Right? So we're family. So it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. <laughs> you guys out there, too. Love you all the same. But... Um, the thing is, today I have a special sermon that I want to share with you all, and really it's, it's, it's something that I think all of us can be challenged with, and it's called knowing your role. All of us have a role that we play in our lives, whether it's a parent, as, as a child, as a friend, as a boyfriend, as a girlfriend, or even, even as a spouse, those roles that we all play in our lives. And sometimes we all need a little somebody to kind of give us a little little kick, you know, to kind of remind us of what our role is, and wives may say, amen, I kick my husband often, you know, and just to remind them a little bit what his role is, and just sometimes we just need someone who cares, and that'll shed some light on what our role is as well. Yeah, so, but really, today, I want to talk about what our role is when it comes to spiritual growth, and let's start, just take a look at how that all starts. In First Peter, it says this, for you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable, through the living and enduring word of God. So it all starts, first of all, with being born again and receiving a seed. And it's something that is imperishable, the imperishable word of God. Now, the Bible speaks on different, many different things, and it does speak often about seeds. And let's read about one special portion where the Bible talks about the sower, and it's in Matthew, for, um, sorry, chapter 13. That same day, 
Jesus went out of the house and sat by the lake. Such large crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat in it, while all the people stood on the shore. Then he told them many things in parables, saying, A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path, and the birds came up and ate it. Some fell in rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched, and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. Still other seed fell on good soil, where it produced a crop, a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. Now, since we're talking about a seed right now, let's talk about what that process is, and the, the process that a seed goes through. And I have an image that uh, I want to share with you today. And in this image, you see the seed underneath the dirt. You see it breaking out a little bit. You see some roots just starting to spring forth and getting, and getting solidified in that dirt because it needs to prepare for what it's going to become yet. And then finally, it breaks through the dirt, breaks through, and you see some color to it now, and eventually starts shedding some leaves. And at some point, it's going to grow into a nice large plant or a tree, right? And it goes through a tough process. Sometimes we take it for granted. We put a seed in and, you know, hopefully something will come up. But it actually goes through some tough times underneath that ground. It produces maybe some fruit, some vegetables, some grain, and maybe some beans. We love some beans, right, Latinos? So uh, it produces all different kinds of things. But we're talking about spiritual things here. And there are also spiritual fruit. Now, for example, now there are many different sections in the Bible where it talks about fruit, about talents, giftings, callings, and all that. But we're going to look at just one section right now in Galatians chapter 5, and it says the following. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And it continues on, against such things there's no law. Those are great things to have. Those are great things that we would like to show right? Those are great things that we want to be able to give. Now, how many of you would imagine yourselves being a great tree, right? You want to give all of these kinds of fruits. And also, we want to be able to enjoy these things. We want these blessings. We want the prosperity, even the recognition. And we serve a mighty God, and he wants to bless us this way. He wants to be able to do this in us. The funny thing is this, is that when that tree grows, Nice, beautiful tree, right? It starts popping all this beautiful fruit. Sad thing, it can't eat its own fruit. Right? You can't, imagine a tree trying to bend its branches, trying to eat its own fruit. It's ridiculous, right? Who's, if you've ever seen one, you let me know. I've never seen one do it. Okay? That's a special tree. The thing is that it goes, that seed goes through this entire process Breaking down, shedding, breaking, giving some roots, developing into something, enduring the storms, the weather, the wind, and everything like that, and it develops into this great, beautiful tree or plant, and it's able to get fruit, and it doesn't even get to enjoy what it came to be. Let's remember that. And the thing is that, why is that? Remember that when we're talking about spiritual fruits, it's not about us. That is not for us. We play a different role when it comes to these fruits. We're going to read about that. And I'm going to head towards that in 1 Corinthians chapter 3. I planted the seed. Apollos watered it. But God has been making it grow. Once again, it says here, Paul 
He's the one who plants that seed. That is the word of God. That is that imperishable seed that we talked about. Apollos waters it, which is teachings and exhortations and all the kinds of things which help develop that and give the nourishment. But God is the one who gives the growth. He's the one that helps it become what, it means, what, what he wants it to be because it's his seed after all, isn't it? He's the one that puts that in us. So he gets all the glory. That's his seed. He's the one who made it to become what it is to become. We play a different role. We have to recognize that that seed after all is really just a gift, something that was given to us by God. It says it right here in Ephesians chapter 2. For it is by grace you have received, you have you've been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works. Not by works. So no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork. We created in Christ Jesus to, go, to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Right here it says that we are saved by grace, by grace. That is the gift of God. Then once again, that is that imperishable seed that's been placed in us. No work on our part on getting that gift. There's nothing that we did to get that seed. God is the one to give us. So we can't even boast about that. It's like, hey, I got this seed. I did what I have to do so I can get this. No, that's not our role. That's not how it happens. God is the one that gives it to us, once again, by grace. Even the good works that we perform, we can't even take glory in that because the Bible says that he, he set all that up for us to do it in the first place. So you might say, well, wait, wait a minute. What is my role on all of this then? What is it? God keeps getting the glory in everything. It's his seed. It's his plant that grows up in us. So that, what is it? What is our role when we're talking about spiritual growth? Let's talk about that process once again. We saw it a little bit. Let's talk about this process of the seed. A fruit starts where? How does a fruit start? It starts with the seed from the get-go. It starts there. Something small. But the thing is, where are seeds planted? In the dirt, right? They're planted in dirt. So that way, so we're talking about spiritual things. That would mean we're the dirt. We are the dirt. That seed is planted in us. We are the dirt. And I know nobody likes to be called dirt, right? <laughs> oh, don't you dare call me that, right? Nobody likes to be called dirt, but that's the reality of it. When we're talking in a spiritual sense, that's what we are. We are the dirt. In fact, the Bible even says that we're formed in it. In Genesis chapter 2, it says this. Then the Lord God formed a man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living being. Sorry, we're dirt, all right? That's where we're made from, okay? Even you guys in Appleton and Stevens Point, sorry. But, you know, uh, <laughs> the thing is, if we're dirt, what is it that we're supposed to do? What is our role in all of this? And I know, he's, I know I keep talking about it. Some of you are probably thinking Joel Dirt and stuff like that, right? Keep on keeping on, right? It's a funny movie. You watch it sometime. Anyways, uh, dirt. When you think about dirt in, in a physical sense, regular dirt needs nourishment and needs water in order to support, give support to the seed. That's what's planted inside of it. So, but if we're talking about spiritual things, we have to use it in the same respect and think about it as well. That that seed, this ground, this dirt that we are needs to receive the nutrients and the living water that comes from God, which means we got to read the Bible, which means we need to pray, which means that we go to Bible studies on Wednesdays, people, right? 
Yeah. All right. There's a plug for Wednesday night. Bible studies. Pastor Marco love me for that one. And so, and also by the Holy Spirit. These are the things that give nourishment to this dirt, to this soil, so that that seed can actually become something, what God has prepared for it to do, designed for it to do. Remember, it is God's seed that produces a tree and that makes it become into fruit as well. So once again, we can't boast about anything in this whole thing. As a matter of fact, we can't even boast about the nourishment that we give the seed because it all comes from him as well. Does it not? Is it not the bread of life? Is it not his word? Is it not his spirit? Is it not his living water? All these things all come from him. So we can't even boast in that as well. It's all about God's glory. The thing is that sometimes we get comfortable with all all of this. Since we think, okay, well, you know, since God's doing everything, we get a little comfortable. And we think, well, it's all in God's hands. I'm I'm an instrument of the Lord, and we just leave it at that. Let God's will happen, and that's it. No. But the reality is that sometimes we take it for granted that there's all this fruit all around us. Fruit here, fruit here, fruit everywhere. Everything is good. But the thing is that sometimes we can even get so deceived because there is so much around us. We kind of lose focus. We get distracted. In Genesis chapter 2, it says, And the Lord God commanded the man, You are free to eat from any tree. Any tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, for when you eat from it, you will certainly die. The garden of Eden, the land of plenty, there's so much there. When you think about it, it must have been beautiful, especially since God is the one who planted that garden. He's the the one who made that for us. He planted and put man right there. So imagine that. You can eat as much as you want. Some of us have a problem with that today, right? A little too much to eat, right? But the thing is that when we talk about spiritual things, there's so much there. There's so much there for us. And because there is so much, we tend to lose focus sometimes. We kind of get comfortable, and we think that uh, we deserve it. That's how we think. We say, well, it's there. It's it's mine. I I deserve that. We take it for granted sometimes. And sometimes we even think that we deserve more. And that's what gets us into trouble sometimes. It got me into trouble. All right. I know Pastor Mark has talked poorly about me many times here. All right. I will have a meeting with him. All right. I'm that Hispanic that he says that was in prison and stuff. I'm that one. But look where I am today. Right? Praise God. Look where I am today. And I'm kidding about Mark. I love him. He's my brother from another mother. All right? <laughs> but we seem to forget sometimes what our role is in life. We forget that God, once again, that God is the one that prepared that garden. It wasn't us. Everything that, that Adam and Eve had right there, all the, all the beautifulness that was around them, God did that for him, for us. He does that for us every day. We have to... We have It's time that we need to remember what God's plan is for us. He has an abundance of fruit that he wants to bring forth out of us. We need to focus on what God is doing in us as well. We actually do play an important role in all of this. We really do. I know I keep saying God's, you know, it's everything. God did this and God did that. But we we do have a role in this. And that's the whole point of this sermon, knowing our role. Remember this. Without dirt, there's no place to plant that seed. Plain and simple. If there's no place to plant it, then there's no tree, no plant, no fruit. 
So dirt is a necessary part in all of this. Let's look at some images real quick of some fruit trees. I messed this up the first service. I'm not going to mess it up again. All right. This one's an apple tree. All right. <laughs> the next one. <laughs> the next one is <laughs> beautiful orange tree. Right. And then the next one is cherries. I said apples. They're actually cherries, though. All right. I got it mixed up for service. But you look at these images and like, wow, they're beautiful, right? They look succulent. You just want to take one, eat one. And I tested the media department. I'm sorry, but you proved me right. And this is that when I asked, I asked them, give me some images of fruit trees. And they showed me just the fruit for the most part. Two out of three images were just the fruit for the most part. You don't see the trunk. You don't see the dirt. None of that. We take it for granted. That's what we're drawn to, right? We're drawn to these things. Sadly, we minimize the role of the dirt. How many times have you ever looked at a tree and see all the beautiful fruit in it and then look down and say, boy, that's some good dirt right there? Yeah. <laughs> right? Nobody does that. Nobody really does that. The only people that may do something like that is a groundskeeper or a landscaper, you know, a landscaper. Those are the only ones who will appreciate the dirt that's there to make that possible, to make that grow. Maybe that's our role as well. Remember that parable I talked about? Let's look at it again a little broken down more. In chapter 13 of Matthew, it says the following. Listen then to what the parable of the sower means. When anyone hears a message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in their heart. This is the seed sown along the path. The seed falling on rocky grounds refers to someone who hears the word and once receives it with joy, receives it with joy. But since they have no root, they last only a short time. When trouble, trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. The seed falling among the thorns refers to someone who hears the word, but the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word making it unfruitful. But the seed falling on good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands it. This is the one who produces a crop yielding 160 and 30 times what is sown. What if we were mindful in making sure that we are good soil? What if we focus on working towards removing those thorns and those stones and maybe even putting up a scarecrow or something so the birds go away so that they seeds, Right? Whatever it is that we got to do. I know when I say about a, a, a role of a, of a groundskeeper, landscaper, they don't have much glory. They don't get much fame. I know that. However, remember, this is about God's glory in us. Remember, we need to consider the one who placed that seed inside of you. It should be a humbling moment. It really should. But it's also an important opportunity for us to care for what God has placed in us. It's time to take action. Remember, God's word will not come back, come back void. It will produce something, 160, 30-fold. That's what the parable says. So God is not wasting his time on you. He's not wasting his time on me. He's expecting a return because you matter. You matter. You matter. We all matter. But you have to fulfill the role in order for God to produce something in you. 
It has to matter to you as well. Once we recognize what is inside of us. I know there are moments when we know that, or that we feel that we can do better. I know there's moments that we're like, geez, I, I could make better decisions. I know that's all right. You, you, we mess up and that's all right. But as long as you keep recognizing that you're the dirt, you're the one that has to do the work to keep the dirt good dirt. You have to put in the work. It's the only way that you're going to see fruit breaking forth out of you. It's what you have to do if you want to see spiritual fruit. It's what you have to do. You remember, I know this, this is all for God's glory. Because he's the one who's given us that seed. He's the one that's given us the salvation. He's the one that's given the forgiveness. He's the one that even prepared to go to work for all of us to do. He puts his spirit inside of us. And he's the one that brings forth this fruit. It's all through him. And that's a fantastic process. And all this process is in order for someone else to enjoy it. For someone else to get it. Others will come to you and they will admire the fruit that is breaking out of you. In particular, that fruit that's growing out of you. And it changes here. The role seems to kind of change a little bit. It changes from instead of just getting this fruit, this seed inside of you, it's to giving it now. It changes a little bit right there. It turns into sharing it. You see that, that there's seeds inside of the fruit that you're producing that are coming out of you. So when someone else comes to you and they see the life that you're living and they're seeing that God is blessing your life and they see great things are happening to you and that in the midst of the storms, you still remain strong. They come close to you and say, how are you doing this? How are you doing this? I want what you have. And that's when they take some of that fruit off of that tree and they're seeding there. And once again, the process starts all over again in fresh dirt. It starts all over again. In closing, I want to say this. In 2016, by the way, Happy New Year, everyone. You all survived last year, right? Woo! <sighs> I know. But uh, <laughs> some people aren't here. They haven't made it through yet. But <laughs> we all want to have more. We all want to do more, right? experience more things. And it's going to take work to do that. It's going to take work and hard work. And even when we're talking about spiritual things, it's going to take hard work as well. We have to realize we have to be able to put that work in, be willing to put the work in. It's necessary to do it in order to see the results. It is very necessary. You know, it may be challenging, and I understand this. You know, we talked about the stones, we talked about the thorns, and that inside the dirt, and like, okay, we can we kind of get deceived sometimes. A thorn is a plant as well. Right? And it looks the same. At first, you don't really see, realize what it's going to become until you see it's not shaped the same as what is inside of you. It starts to choke. It starts to deceive. It's trying to take away a little bit. The nourishment that you used to receive, you're no longer receiving it because something else is taking it away, drawing it away, pulling it away. But if we realize and accept the responsibility and realize the importance of what we have inside of us, then we got to do the hard work. We have to remove those stones. We have to remove those thorns. And it's, it's, a, tif- it's a difficult task. Those of you that have done any gr- gr- um, landscaping around your homes, any gardening, anything like that, you know you pull up those thorns, you pull up the weeds, and it disturbs the dirt, doesn't it? Breaks the ground. 
even in our lives, it may hurt a little. You pull that thorn out, you pull that weed out, and it just kind of breaks you open a little bit. You suffer a little. You lose a little. But there's still a lot of dirt there. You pack it in, and you, and, 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 and you give it nourishment. Something's going to produce out of here. Something good will come out because I've done the work. I took out what was keeping it from it growing. So I can give fruit. So someone else can receive it. We need to do that and focus on that in our lives spiritually as well. What are the things that are challenging you, keeping you, choking you? It's time that we do the work and pull those thorns out. Take the stones away. Be good dirt. It's been our role since the beginning of time. In Genesis chapter 2, it says this. The Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to do what? Work it. Since the beginning of time, people, that's the way it's been, to work it and take care of it. That is our role. We need to know our role, and now that we know it, hopefully you guys get it. Who wants to be a big tree with a lot of fruit? All right. You messed up. Put your hands down. That's not your role. You see, you selfish people, all right? I just told you you're not the tree, you're not the fruit, you're not any of that. You're the dirt. Who wants to be dirt? Good dirt. Yeah. See, and I know, I know it's hard. I know it's hard. But it's a great place to be. It really is. Because God, he put something in you. He looked upon you. And he did something wonderful for us. He gave his son, he shed his blood, and it covered everything. Despite the fact there were thorns there or stones there, he covered all of that with the blood of Christ. And he declared it good dirt. And he put a seed in us. We can take action. We need to work the ground, keep it clean, keep it right, keep it good, so that fruit may produce for others. For others. Just like the seed goes through all that process and gives us and produces this fruit, everything we're going to do is going to be for somebody else to receive it. Someone else is going to receive that fruit, and there's going to be seed inside of there, and they will be blessed. So today, people, I want to challenge you to know your role. Let's start taking care of the dirt. Make it good dirt. Let's keep it that way so that what God has placed in us, it will grow, and as a result, others can receive that imperishable seed, the living word of God. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you so much because you did something that we couldn't do from the get-go. And once again, you get all the glory. You gave your son, and he shed his blood, and it covered us, Lord, and you declared us good. You declared us righteous. You declared us a place where you can plant your seed, your word inside of us, and we accept this role. Help us to take care of it each and every day for your glory. It's all about you, Lord, and it's all about growing the kingdom and the body of Christ. In the name of Jesus, amen. God bless you, Celebration Church.